Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I want to tell you all about a new line of boats they are carrying. Whalen Bay now carries tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, Tahoe boats, and we all know the last one, Mako. So now, no matter what your boat needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. You have your choice of the number one aluminum boat, family boats, performance fishing boats, or just a straight up fishing machine in the new Mako boats. Does it get any better? Also, I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all of the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure that your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. And you can do all this at Whalen Bay and St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207. Or give them a call at 904-217-3778. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, and Mako boats. Whalen Bay Marine, give them a call at 904-217-3778. Welcome to the Moe's Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Brought to you by Ring Power, Stackham Storage, Boat Trailer Storage, and Tire Outlet on 1010XL. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank. Good evening and welcome to the Moe's Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast. I am me, Captain Scott Shank. Of course, sitting in with Hollywood, Captain Ricky Papor. Kevin is off doing some research, hunt, hunting. It's that time of year. He's in Georgia for the rut, and then I believe he is leaving for Indiana. Indiana. Thank you, Ricky. And then he leaves for Indiana. So anyhow, you're gonna put up with us tonight, but we're gonna have fun. We got stuff to talk about. Uh, we got a huge weather change coming in today. Well, starting today, I fished today, but we'll talk about that later. But anyhow, real quick, um, it's going to get ugly, folks, and ugly quick. Uh, tonight, their northeast winds are going to be 15 to 20 knots. Uh, tomorrow, northeast winds 20 to 25 knots, increasing to 30 knots in the afternoon. And this is inside 20. I'm not even going to bother giving you the, the <laughs> anything outside of it. Uh, seas are 6 to 9 foot. Uh, dominant period seven seconds which i mean i guess that there's no i mean in a northeast dominant seven seconds it's to the next height of the next wave again because there's no way yeah. that there's any there's any there's seven seconds yeah all you need to know is you're not fishing is you're not that. fishing right <laughs> and then whoa then it gets really 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 bad saturday is north winds 25 to 30 knots with gusts to around 45 knots on the beach they're saying that we're gonna well we're coming into a new moon we're coming and we have king tides anyhow and they're saying it's going to be between two and three foot above normal on top of the high tide man we've had a lot of high man i mean you know watching the news and stuff like that you know i mean they got flood warnings all the way up you know up into Palaka area and all that where you live around um, with the river and stuff like that for e- for even it cresting just because of of the abnormal high tides and stuff. On top of it, um, between I guess really almost all day tomorrow and and I think the system slowed down a little bit. Um, that Saturday's even going to be worse. But they're talking like around St. Augustine, like four to five inches of rain. Mm. 
And is that, you know, folks, when, it, when these nor'easters come in, what's happening is there's two systems colliding. There's one that's in the Gulf that's coming down as a cold front, and then there's a low that's positioned just northeast of Jacksonville, and it's going to come and meet that front whenever it comes. And that's why we're getting 45 knot winds. So, fishing. So I don't even good know today? what I. What did I even. Oh. What? What did I. Right. Seas are 9 to 12 feet inside of 20. On Saturday? On Saturday. Oof. Very rough on the intercoastal waterway. So, I know you told me you had a trip on Saturday, Sunday. Both days you're out. Had. Had. <laughs> Dominant word there was had. Those guys in the El Pescado are catching. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, and then Sunday, folks, north winds 20 to 25 knots, diminishing to 15 to 20 knots in the afternoon, 7 to 10 feet, rough in the intercoastal. Okay? I can tell you that I had some diehards out there this morning. Uh, myself and Captain Guy Spears was the only two boats I saw all day. Oh. well, was- I did. Well, I lied. I heard, I heard when I went down south. Uh, I heard there was two different groups of marsh hen hunters because they were just, when I got to the ramp this morning to be here, to make it to the show, blah, blah. I had to leave it. I had a, my charter was, I ran between, uh, I ran from nine to two today. And Ricky, when I got to the boat ramp, which I put in the South boat ramp, my truck did not leave the pavement on the top of the ramp. Oh yeah, that the boat was on such an angle. That's amazing um, when that happens. Uh, so anyhow, I basically launched my boat in a parking lot, and with that was that was at seven thirty for nine o'clock, and we still had two more hours of an incoming tide. When I got up to Volano, up there to Comanche Cove, the concrete abundance, I guess you want to call them or whatever you want to call them, they had about a foot and a half of water over top of them. Oh, the 312 bridge, the, the, uh, what do you want to call them? The, uh, bunkers. Yeah, whatever. You know, the, uh, you go through the center of them. Yeah. You couldn't see the daggum things that were covered with water. Oh, wow. At the 312 bridge. So if anybody didn't know that area and they were just scooting, they could have ran right into those without a problem. They were, they were, they weren't, they weren't even covered. So how was the fishing today? Well, with the way the wind was blowing. And as high as the tide was, you had to pick and choose your spots. So I picked a spot that's north of the Guanas, up along a tree line that I knew I could be out of the wind. Mm-hmm. I knew that we'd at least bend a rod. Um, I caught one really nice trout. I caught a couple decent mangrove snappers. I can't believe they're still around. By the way, the water temperature's 72.7. Ooh, falling quick. Falling quick. And uh, water's dirty as all get out. And so anyhow, um, great to see. I mean, the pop of corks went down. And, yeah, there he is. There he is. It wasn't. It was two, I mean, like five, seven-pound jacks. They were fun. Guys had a great time. We pulled on them. Um, Did pull off a red right on the grass line, a good upper slot fish. I mean, he rolled on top of the water and threw the hook. I mean, that happens. Um, What else did I catch? Ladyfish were chewing, little ones. Um, That was it. I didn't didn't, stay on the tree line all day? No, 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 no. The tide started falling out, and I went down south. 
and woof, that was a bumpy boat ride. Then going with an outgoing tide, going back south down towards 312. Because on the day, the day earlier, what are we at? Today's Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, I fished. I didn't fish Wednesday, and I fished today. Monday and Tuesday, I stayed south because weather was pretty nice. Tide was still, tide was still up there. He had a, you know, but I had time that I could leave the dock later. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, today with having a radio show, you know, I, by the time you get home, get the boat clean, you know, get everything taken care of, take you a shower. I sat down for thirty minutes, and here we here we are. So I didn't, I didn't have a, I couldn't fish what I wanted to. It was getting. It was getting good, even though the wind was blowing like crazy. It was getting good when I left at one thirty. It was, you know, getting to where I started seeing some oysters and stuff like that. I'm never saying that we were ever going to get a low tide, but that water coming out of those creeks, even with that high tide like that, it made it – it was tough. It was a tough day today. Yeah. I fished to the south last weekend. I ran two trips, one Saturday and one Sunday last weekend, and – it was tough down there to the south. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I fished the creeks and, and the main intercoastal waterway. It was just, I mean. Monday and Tuesday, did good, but we didn't have the wind. We did, we had, you know, high tides, but nothing, nothing extravagant like it's been, you know, here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, going into the weekend. Um, you know, I did, I did fairly well. Caught some really nice drum, caught some uh, really good redfish, um, a handful of flounder, um, so not, a couple nice trout. I mean, nothing huge, but, I mean, 18, 19, 20-inch trout. Oh, um, nice. But with all this water we've been having, and you know it, well, all these tides, like I said, I mean, I heard those guys when I put the boat in the water this morning, they were booming and banging. <laughs> there was nothing. There was no grass showing. All there was showing was mangrove bushes. You go over there and shook a mangrove bush, either rats or marsh hens were coming out of them. I mean, because that was the only <laughs> two things that, that could have made it through through the amount of flood that you know the amount of tide that was in there and when it turned it turned and it was it was getting it i mean you, you it was tough and when was that that was monday or tuesday no that was today okay today's time whenever it turned it was moving and let's see um tide was tide turned probably around 11 and i mean in an hour and a half, with all that water that was two feet above normal, it was screaming. It was screaming going out. I yeah, mean, remember I was telling you last weekend. I think I talked to you Sunday afternoon. Yep. The tide was it was like funky, man. It wasn't it wasn't hardly moving. No, for, no, 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 no. That incoming tide is just crawling coming in. I mean, there yep. was nothing. There was nothing to it at all. I mean, it was it was it was crawling. I mean, it was it was not good at all. But uh, I mean, the tides. Just give me just one second. They're going to come out of St. Augustine. But uh, the tides for tomorrow, which is going to be Friday, uh, high tide tomorrow morning is at 945. It says it's a 5.5 with a low at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon with a negative 0.3. Um, and then on Saturday, your high tide is 1039, 5.6. With a low at five o'clock at a negative point two, but like I said, folks, they're already telling us on the news that tides are going to be anywhere between a foot and a half and three feet above normal. So now your four or five just went to seven five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's gonna—I mean, there's going to be a lot of water moving, and again, like I said, the uh, 
there was no clean water, of course. It's northeast winds. You're not you're done. It's going to dirty up. It's not going to nothing's going to look pretty. It's going to take it till the middle of next week and and by looking at it into the forecast and stuff like that, there's probably going to be a little bit of residual left over in through Monday. Um let's just I don't know how far Sunday night. Yeah, see, Monday still calling north winds 15 to 20 knots. Northeast winds 10 to 15 knots on Tuesday. So, I mean, this here's your seven-day nor'easter. There's your seven-day nor'easter. Yep, because it started two days ago, right? Yeah, two would be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, seven-day nor'easter. So there's your big one. And then later on in the week, hopefully it'll get prettier and stuff like that, and we'll get back to normal. But, yeah, I mean, as far as trying to trying to fish anywhere, just like, you know, you were saying over the weekend, the tides are just, it's raging. Mm-hmm. It's really, really slow coming back in. It takes forever to turn. But once it gets that outgoing tide for some reason is just, I mean, is getting it. I'm telling you, in a creek, you couldn't have held with two ounces, three ounces of lead. It was screaming coming out of the creeks the day. So, I don't know. I don't know. And wind, so, you know, I mean, there's no clarity to the water. So, I don't see how even on these... Flood ties outside of that little joker sticking his tail up. There's, I mean, you're not gonna like visually see him from a polling platform unless you just see a tail sitting there waving at you and you can throw to him. But with that kind of wind like that, oh, yeah, you're never gonna, I mean, you can't fly fish them. I mean, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to, you know, rod and reel them. So I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be a tough few days. I can tell you that. I mean, it's, we gotta just. I mean, it's a good weekend. Well, I know we're a fishing show, not a hunting show, but here in the state of Florida, it's in the Northeast Zone, it's a, <laughs> it opens up gun season for all those that want to partake in the opening weekend. It is opening weekend of gun season here in yep. in our sector of the world. So, I mean, you can either do that or you can get some honeydews done or do a little bit of boat maintenance, but really there's no reason. Whenever they pull up small craft advisory, and especially as captains, like I talked to my guys this morning. I said, look, I said, it ain't going to be pretty. I'll go. But I'm just telling you, don't, you know, at the end of the day, don't go home and tell your neighbors and your family that, you know, man, we couldn't do nothing. We couldn't catch nothing. Make sure that you explain <laughs> why we were having an issue. And, you know, throw in there that the tide was way up there and the wind was howling. But we'll go. I have no problem in going. Just you know, take your whatever your standards are that you think and knock it down about 50%. And I said, if we do anything above that, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. You know, I'm just wind. glad I'm just glad that we bent rods. I mean, we pretty much stayed bending rods all day. I mean, it wasn't on, you know, a lot of the desired species, but I mean, we did bend rods. But it, it it's it's just so tough trying to deal with it. and honestly, you got to be careful God fearing that something happened out there, you know, they say whenever small craft exercise caution is posted as far as charter captains go, that when an if something happens while you're out there, you know, that it's really tough, you know, boat-wise or whatever to get an insurance claim on something, you know. I'm not going fishing in a small craft advisory. Just mm -hmm. not happening. No, and oh, and I got to tell you this. If we're having tides a foot and a half to three feet above normal, 
Guess what's coming out of that grass? <clears throat> Fifty foot long pine trees. Oh. You gotta think about it. all that stuff that's way in that grass now. Yeah. Is gonna float out. So I mean, respect the waterway, excuse me. <clears throat> respect the waterway. Make sure you're paying attention to what's going on because I mean, you're gonna see limbs, you're gonna see, you know, channel markers that are not used to tides and wind and, and all this that'll come on you know, that'll be floating down the middle of the intercoastal. Yep. Man, docks. About, it's been probably seven, eight years ago now, but I, I, I used to gator hunt. Mm-hmm. And over in the St. John's River yep. around Palatka, uh, a 30-foot by 34, 35-inch diameter butt cypress log, old Florida cypress, floated out, and I, I was able to tow it to a dry dock, and they hauled it out for me. Beautiful wood. but Oh, yeah, well, that, but, that, but I'm just telling you, yep. it's not a place in time that you want to be running that river at night or anything like that right at this point in time. Yep. Hey, we got to get a shrimp report for neighbor Joe, too. Yeah, that's right, we do. So if somebody has any shrimping reports, our good friend neighbor Joe was asking, what is anybody thinking about shrimp? Anyhow, we'll take a quick break real quick. You're listening to Moe's Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky Papore, Captain Scott Shank. We'll be right back. <laughs> The most Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast, brought to you by Ring Power, Stackham Storage, Boat Trailer Storage, and Tire Outlet on 1010XL. Welcome back to the most Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky Moore, Captain Scott Shank. We're always here on Thursday nights on 1010XL from 6 to 7, talking fishing. And man, talk about fishing. The next group of people we're going to talk about is going on called the El Pescado Grande going out of Comanche Cove right now and is that just a sailfish tournament or a it is fish? now what okay. it used to be years ago um was always in and around when the blue water was in effect the blue they switched yeah okay um um the El Pescado kind of went away for a few years and thank you to Jeff Captain Jeffrey Crabtree Brought it back two years now, I think. Yep. And they pretty, pretty much now made it a sailfish tournament. And they always make it around this time of the year. Because this is when the, the migration yep. of sailfish always happens. Um, so the blue water now, I think, is in like May, May 11th through the 15th or 17th or something. Anyhow, going on right now is the El Pescado Grande. Well... <laughs> What a great weekend they had for fishing. But, folks, if you want to see some battle wagons, and there's four, there's three 39 uh, front, runners. front runners in it and one 36. Those, the 36 is the smallest one. But then other than that, there's some battle wagons in this thing that if you want to look at some gorgeous boats, folks, yep. um, they're not fishing tomorrow. They fished Wednesday, thir- Wednesday today. And Friday, they fished two out of three days. But, of course, now with Friday's forecast, um, everybody who will, who had fish on the board from yesterday fished today. Um, I think they had maybe 25 boats in it. And I know all the front runners stayed home. I watched two go back home, and two were still at the dock. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. that they, they weren't going to play the game today. Right. Um, I talked to uh, – 
the mate on a Silverado, which is a uh, which is a sixty foot Viking, and they all the fishing right now from what everybody's doing is way south. Down around Daytona-ish area and even farther south than that. They're looking around the steeples and anything between probably, what, 120 and 140? I don't know. I, I didn't know where those guys were fishing. Yeah, I mean, they're all – no, it's this time of year they all fish south. There, fish was south. A, there was a ton of – I fished Monday and Tuesday offshore. Monday was a beautiful day. Tuesday was beautiful outside at the break. But when you got into like 140 feet of water, it started getting rough. Yeah. And, man, on the ride home, it was bad. Yeah, well, I'm saying this is a 60-foot Viking, a boat yeah. called Silverado. Yeah. And uh, I was talking uh, talking to Blake, the mate on the boat, and he straight up told me, he said, we were doing 10 to 12 knots coming home, and it was all day 5 to 7, and just, you know, boom, 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 boom. Oh, you know, yeah. they couldn't, uh, even in that big of a boat, you know, they, they couldn't eat it up. I mean, they were doing all they can to come home in it. Um, as of yesterday, uh, uh, Rick Baker's boat, the Cement, was in first place with um, 500 points. You get 100 points per sailfish. Yep. Okay? And Cole, the Captain Cole Davis is running a the boat. They caught one fish earlier in the day, and in the last hour, they released four for 500 points. So they were leading. Wow. I talked to Captain Jacob Hardy, was the mate. He was in the pit. Yep. And, you know, with sail fishing, all that changes in seconds. I mean, if you find that right patch of fish, you can have eight or ten sails behind the back of your boat. Yep. I mean, and, and you're just hand-feeding them. Now, most of these guys, how, they're, how they sail fish on these tournaments and stuff like that, uh, they're mainly just running all dredges. You know, I mean, I was sitting around the dock after my charter on Tuesday talking to them all, and... I mean, there's mullet everywhere, you know. I mean, as in, they're rigging mullets everywhere for their dredges. Oh, yeah. And I, they're I was pulling, down there too, you know, too. pulling big. You know, they use big electric reels because it's a lot of weight that those dredges are yeah. are, are dragging on, okay? So, most of those guys are trolling four rods. Mm-hmm. No more than usually five because they have more pitch rods than they do because they're trolling so many dredges, whether they're... I'll, uh, we'll call them live dredges, meaning they're rigged, you know, they're rigged um, with uh, a mullet, a mullet rib. or ballyhoos or whatever that they're yep. pulling as their dredges. So those, how many tiers? Like they'll be, 50, and they'll, they'll pull another bait. six or eight teasers over top of that. Like the one dredge that'll have. Some oh, have up to like forty-eight mullet dragging off of one. Yeah, of them. I mean, I've seen the umbrella rigs out of those. I mean, it's it's quite impressive yeah. to run those dredges because yep. then you got to think about it. You got that dredge and. Then you're running an eight or ten pound downrigger ball yep. in front of it, holding the dredge in the water. Because I mean, they're they're trolling eight nine knots. You know, I mean, they're moving along, and most of the ballyhoos are the small ballyhoos and stuff like that, whether rig split bill or very light chin weighted, and they're just you know letting them skip through. And then they'll have a couple pitch rods if those fish come up on the dredges. You know, captain will yell down. I mean, you know, and you drop back to them and you do whatever you got to do. Yep. That's what, in those big sport boats, that's what makes those tuna towers so important in fishing a billfish tournament. Is because all you're going to see, very seldom, I mean, when you're fast trolling like that, when we slow troll our live baits, 
we see the whole daggum fish. So he comes out, he throws a sail up in the air. But usually, whenever you're trolling like that, and they come up on those on the spreaders and on the on the teasers, all you see is about six inches of bill out of the water first, you know. And as rough as the conditions that they were yesterday, four to six, occasional sevens yesterday. Oh, I mean, and then think see. about what today was. I mean, I haven't talked to anybody. I can, well, I mean, anyhow, I was going to give the rundown real quick. But All anyhow. the spray and white water, that would have um, been tough to see them. So, yesterday the cement, the cement was in first. Uh, I'm just, hold on, folks, I'm just scrolling back real quick. Um, day one leaders was the cement was in first with 500 points. The four reel was in second place with 400 points. That's a center console. That's a front runner. Yep. That's a 39 front runner. And then the point runner, which is a 60-foot Guthrie, which is, I mean, an incredible boat. Uh, he had 400 points, too. Um, the power play, uh, uh, Captain Barry Switzer owns that one. And uh, he was in fourth with 300 points. And then fifth place was Southern Eagle, uh, which is a 52 Viking. Yep. Um, and he was in second place with 300. Now, unofficial results for today. Sorry. Came out of nowhere because he had one release. The Grand Slam ended up winning it with 800 points. Well, unofficially. Okay. And the Cement came in second with 500. The Chandra, which had one fish release yesterday, released four today, Captain Jeffrey Crabtree, and he's in 500 points. And then the boys on the four reel, they ended up in fourth place with 400 points. Well, they're actually, it's a three-way tie. But with that being said, the power play had 400. The Southern Eagle had 400. Well, when they do that, it goes to whoever got the earliest release before the other boat. So all in all, the Chandra, or excuse me, the four reel ended up in fourth. Power plays in fifth. Southern Eagles in sixth. Uh, the low key C is in two. The low low QC is in two hundred. The rum line has two hundred. Uh, the Bonavier has two hundred, and the cheap shot has a hundred. That's top ten boats. There was twenty five sales caught yesterday. I'd have to do the math and figure out. It's about the same amount caught today. But so that hundred to one hundred and ten feet of water on the way back in Tuesday. I bet, and it was rough, really rough, but I bet we saw, I mean, just guessing, a thousand flyers. That's what I was talking, that's what those guys said too, and that's the main important thing, what they're looking for. They're looking yep. for the current, they're looking for the flyers, more so like the when they're fishing these sailfish, it's kind of somewhat overstructured, just like we do when we troll for kingfish. Oh, yeah? They're looking for some ledge, they're looking for bait, they're looking for all that. They're not, not saying that you can't catch them out in the open, but... They're going to be according to where, you know, to where the bait's at. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know they fish structure this mm -hmm. time of year. Yep, yep, huh. yep, yep. Like, if you go out to us this time of year and fish, like, Capos and Reggie's Tugs and all that kind of stuff, you'll raise, you'll raise, you'll raise plenty of fish up. Yep. You know, that 25 to 30 miles. Yep. And, like I said, they're running down, usually they're running down south, somewhere around, around Daytona area, maybe even a little bit south. Um... I know one boat was way south and lost to steering, and he was coming in Fort Pierce. Oh, that's man. how far south he was, and it's a big boat. Can you imagine fuel being thirty-five <laughs> miles out 
in the seas that we had in Northeast. So you're taking on the starboard side all the way back into Fort Pierce. Mm. And all you're running by is by throttle. You have no steering. You can't drive. So all of a sudden the boat clicks off, whatever. You take the, you know, the starboard engine out. You put the left one in gear and you spin the boat to go back. Yeah. Talk about poor captain. I mean, he's on literally on the throttle all day long. If you're in a no single steering. screw, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a big boat. But that's what I heard. I heard that over the radio. That he was coming in. I was listening to the radio this afternoon. Fort Pierce a long ways from Well, here. he was a long ways down there. I mean, most of the runs are 50 to 70 miles that these guys are running. And it, it and then he would have had to come back into the wind, too. Yes. The wind was out of the north. Yes. So, so that's yes. probably why he went to Fort Pierce. Yeah, with no steering, he wasn't going to fight it coming back in on those seas. It was easier for him to take him down, for the most part, taking it down sea and then coming in. Because he could have went in on an angle, but it was easier for him to go in that way. Well, I don't know anything about the sailfish, but the mahis and the tunas were chewing this week. Really? Monday and Tuesday, yep, yep. I think we had six or seven tunas and five mahis on Monday. How big, I mean, what are we talking, eight to 15-pound fish? Yeah, the tunas were that. The the, the mahis were smaller. Okay. Um, Five-pound fish. Structure or just fishing current? Uh, the ledge. Fishing you are. Break. You are on the break. Yeah. Okay. And then Tuesday. Anything floating around out there or just fly? No. Just fly? I mean, just we stuff. We did. Tuesday afternoon, we did see, find, come across a weed line out just inside the break, and there was a, you know, a, a long line buoy that had been cut loose that was just floating in that. And it had, there was some bait in that area, but there wasn't. What was the temperature? Really see any fish. I don't know. I wasn't running the boat. Okay. Okay. Um, I just wondered. But, yeah, yeah, the fishing was good. And then, like, Tuesday, I say we caught, I think we had nine or ten tunas, six mahis, and we didn't buy bottom fish Tuesday at all. We trolled all day. And then Monday we caught a couple of mutton. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the bottom fishing because it's kind of fun right now if you want to Yeah, the bottom fish, fish too. A lot of everybody did well Monday. All right, let's take a quick break. You listen to the most Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky Papour, Captain Scott Shank, we'll be right back. This is the Moe's Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast, brought to you by Ring Power, Stackham Storage, Boat Trailer Storage, and Tire Outlet on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Moe's Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast. And as always, but not promised tonight, and I've got to tell you guys, Leon is at a CCA meeting tonight, so he is talking redfish at a CCA meeting. And our good buddy Captain Chip Wingo, who we always have on this time, because it is all about fish bites and fish bites trading post. Uh, he's in a tree. Good Damn, these him. guys are letting us down tonight. Ah, man, good, good for them. I know. I can't pick on Chip. He needs some time off. Go hunting. Um, anyhow. Real quick, I was in Fish Bites um, earlier in the week. Let's see, what, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yesterday. And pretty cool, man. They're getting involved in a lot of stuff now. Um, They're bringing in a whole fly rod room now. They got flies and everything right now, but they are working on, just like we all are, waiting on fishing equipment to finally hit our beaches, being either stuck in San Diego or wherever. And they are going to have a, a 
a big assortment of flies and fly gear and all that kind of stuff. Because honestly, uh, with all these king tides, if the water was cleaner and we didn't have the wind we're having, I mean, that's a lot of people do it. I mean, I just I'm not yeah. good at it. I, I I can't. I tried. I'm just not good at fly fishing. Um, I've never tried. Uh, but I mean, gosh, it's you know it's so much more common now with you know so many kayakers and stuff like that, as well as. You know all the shallow boats that you know that are running around St. Augustine and stuff. Yeah. Now it's it's getting quite large, and honestly, truthfully, we don't in St. Augustine don't have anywhere that they can go get it. So Marty and Mihaw and and uh, Brett are all working on you know getting a, getting a little fly fishing room set and up. You were talking about how hard it is for to get tackle right now. I was talking to Captain Roland Beamish at Beamish Custom yep. Tackle uh, this week, and he was telling me that the the little triple bar hooks that we all uh-huh. use for double rigs, like eight months it's been mm-hmm. on back orders. Mm-hmm. That That's unbelievable. I've had stuff for Captain's Choice Tackle that's seven months now. Wow. Swivels, clips, all kinds of stuff to make our, again, here we are with fish bites, but all of our pompano and whiting rigs and stuff like that, which – by the way, with the water temperatures falling and stuff like that, the beach fishing is incredible. Um, whiting, the pompano are starting to show up really good. Um, that they are starting to catch them. Uh, they started in Fernandina last week. Um, I have a really good friend that's a commercial pompano fisherman, and he started up in Fernandina last week. Um, and it doesn't take long. I mean, once they put their little tails to the south, hitting that you know the water temperature and stuff like that, it it'll be a day or two and here they are. But this northeast is going to kind of stall everything out for just a minute. If not, hopefully they don't blow by us. But, you know, it's always such a – usually the, the fall run of your pompano and stuff like that are usually bigger than what your springtime run is. What about the mullet? Over with? The run? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Um, we probably after this, after this flooding waters, yeah. whatever's – up in the St. John's River and all that, whether it's big fish. Did you see them today, though? I mean, did- I I I did not see schools. Well, it was so daggum rough, I couldn't. But I could tell you the ospreys. Yes, the ospreys were diving everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, I never visually saw them on top of the water. Right. I did slow down um, early this morning. I had you know I had a little bit of time to kill, and I slowed down just to look around. The Porpoise Point docks were. All the actions has been around lately, you know, the yeah. the tip of the, the western side of the South Rocks. And I just kind of eased around there, kind of just looking. But I never I never saw anything doing any backflips or anything, no. Pretty dirty water, though, huh? Yeah. 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 It's so stirred up. And, and gosh, I mean, since kind of Porpoise Point kind of sort of – got taken away between the dredging aspects of life and the, and the way that they dredged the inlet and changed it all. I mean, that the seawall that runs along right there by the last dock on Porpoise Point, Yep, waves were breaking over top of that oh, dock man. this morning. Wow. Because the way that that – I mean, you know that. You've always seen the northern side of the Porpoise Point area, um, that it's shallow right there. So those waves stack up. I mean, they were – I mean, I watched a couple guys surfing in there. Wow. That's how big they were. But the wind was out of the northeast, right? Mm-hmm. But the swell was huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, Monday and Tuesday, I noticed going out, like, you know, I was mating on another a big boat and going out at, you know, 530 in the morning, coming underneath the Volano Bridge, there's a swell you in there. You can start there. picking that up. Boom. The, yeah. The, start I mean, a 50-foot boat. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. man. Yeah. You should have seen it coming through there today. It was quite, it was, yeah. I didn't get over there because it wasn't scary, but, but I mean, it was solid three-footers and stuff like that rolling down those docks. It was how that the... How those waves break like down the wall, kind of thing. You know, you could see it as it broke down the wall. So no, it was there was no way you could have fished that wall even on the outgoing tide today. There was enough there was enough swell in there that it would be scary just to be on, just to be even on spot lock. Yep. But yeah, so, so I saw him, but there wasn't. I don't know. So yes, talking about mullet. Yes, I would think that there's going to be one more push. As soon as it calms down a little bit, the Monday, Tuesday, even though it's 15 to 20, 10 to 15 or whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever's coming out is coming out Monday yeah, or Tuesday. That'll be it. They're going to, yeah, they're going to hunker down. They're going to hunker down for sure Friday through Sunday. I mean, they're not going to move anything on a 45-knot wind. Well, I got some good news yesterday. Okay. The rock bottom will be done next week, just in time Ooh. for Oahu season. Be back to, <laughs> yeah. be back to normal. Yep. Everything. Be nice to step back on that boat because what it's been a month. Uh, yeah, uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Yep, Dustin. And you're doing what? Getting new fuel tanks. Mm-hmm. Captain or uh, Dustin Stanford down in uh, Treasure Coast Customs. He's he's uh he's man. He's been on it. He three weeks to replace the fuel tanks in a 31 contender. That is fast. Well, and our good friend Jeff Stam. The whole reason you're down there. Yep. Is he had his boat down there a month ago. Yep. And he had some, you know, a. I don't. Want, we're not going to call him any issues, but he had some stress cracks fixed. He had some, yeah, just some minor stuff. gel coat stuff yeah. done, and then repainted the whole inside of the boat because he replaced his fuel tanks as well. Yeah, and actually took some took some out. Right? Did he take the saddle tanks and made one yeah, big one in the center or something? Four, yeah, he had four tanks in his boat. Okay, and how many you got? I have three, but mine were. I carried four hundred gallons, and I just uh, Dustin and I got together, and we were trying to figure out how to get some weight off the tail of the boat. So uh-huh. we took. I only got three hundred gallons now, but we took that hundred gallons off of the center tank, and, and we took it off the tail end. It shifts a little weight forward. Yeah, because your boat did. Your boat. You're 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 Heavy compared to tail. Jess, because both of you guys are basically the same size boats. Yeah, and you do. You sit a little bit lower. Yeah. Than what than what well, because my our boats were designed for two stroke engines. You're right. You're we're right. Putting four strokes on them and it's just they're adds heavier. a little bit more weight, even though whatever and whatever hanging, you want to say cantilevered off the back of the boat. It right makes it yeah right. But man, I mean, man, that guy does does folks, awesome. Work. I'm telling you, if His, you're looking, if you're looking for somebody, you know, um, I mean, you get what you pay for. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, um, gosh, um. You could call you could call Ricky. You could, uh, I mean, call me. I mean, we'll get the number to you. But if you're looking, if you got some tank issues that you need to get taken care of or whatever, um, Jordan, what is his name? Oh, it's Treasure Coast Customs. Treasure Dustin. Coast Customs. Give Dustin them a call Stanford, because yeah. I'm. I mean, uh, trust me, I have seen Jeff's boat. I'm interested in waiting to see yours. Yeah. Um, but I I'm mean, Jeff did the whole package back. too. He, I mean, he had the whole helm redone and everything like that he to did. put in different he wanted to put in different bottom machines and stuff than what he had in there yeah and i mean damn i mean the boat I, looks I brand new i have seen boat but i, I know I've seen, I've seen pictures i haven't been on the boat but 
that's coming too. But man, we're, I'm we're getting so ready to chase these wahoos down. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, he does, I mean, phenomenal work in 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 a short order of time. I mean, he jumped on. Jeff kept sending me pictures through the steps of it and stuff like that, you know. And uh, um, I guess he had a couple soft spots in the floor that they took care of and stuff like that. Just, yep. just as well as him, he's a charter captain as well, and just getting him ready to go for Wahoo season. Yep. I mean, he is the reigning Wahoo yeah. champion. So. He is. He did. <laughs> Actually, two tournaments, not he just one, two. but two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, he's uh, he's getting reared up for Wahoo season as well. Um, you went – so you worked with another – you worked on another boat for Monday and Tuesday. Yep. So you went trolling. You did catch your mahis and you caught some tunas. Did you raise a sail? Did, uh, you, see, did, you, ha- did you have a shot? I uh, Yeah, I think so. We had one. Okay. Definitely had one. Another we thought was a sail, but uh, it, it wasn't. So um, I've done it. For many years, you have two. Trolling get, can get kind of slow, and you'll pull the plug at noontime or whatever and switch gears, and you're going to bottom fish. Yeah, we did that Monday. So hopefully you're right there because, you know, they used to be – I don't even know because it's been so many years out of the game of that, but now you're only allowed 10 tunas a boat, correct? That's right. And it used to be – I think unlimited, unlimited. on blackfins, yeah. right? Well, yeah. I mean, you get to have 60 if you wanted. But there's no need in keeping any. No, 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 I mean, no, no. How many? I mean, one, don't get me wrong. I love fresh tuna fish. It's great. Me too. Okay. I mean, but then the leftovers, you make some tuna salad, but it's not like it's going to freeze or anything. Yeah. You know, at least, and, I, at least I don't. And thanks to Tony Eden, we took him fishing uh, Tuesday. He he gave me some wa- or some uh, tuna fillets to bring home. Oh, Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing. Oh, there's nothing man. better. We've already eaten two baggies full of tuna fish, and just my family, just the four of us. We we've been eating Damn, for breakfast, supper. Yeah. All we, right. Well, we're gonna come back. We're gonna have a few minutes when we come back. Real quick, we'll talk about what the bottom fishing is going on because it is. If you want to trigger fire. fish right now, it's big it's ones on fire, and they're yep. big old. I call them stop signs, but yep. anyhow, they're stop big signs. around as a stop sign. You listen to Moe's Southwest Grill, Captain Ricky Papoor, Captain Scott Shank. Be right back. The most Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast, brought to you by Ring Power, Stackham Storage, Boat Trailer Storage, and Tire Outlet on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Moe's Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast. I'm Captain Ricky Pupor, sitting in with Captain Scott Shank. That's me. And I didn't get to say it tonight. I had to then. I had to get somebody else, huh? Because remember when we always bring in in the beginning of the show, it's Kevin says I'm Captain oh, Kevin Favor. Me. <laughs> that's me. So I had to, you know, yeah, I had to finally get in the that's me. Yeah, I got it in. I didn't miss a show. So we're gonna we're talk talking about bottom fishing because you did that after trolling. Because after you catch your ten uh, tunas, which all you're allowed, and then you know you found whatever mahis you could find. Trolling starts slowing down in the middle of the day, so. People say, sir, is there anything else we can do? And you go, yeah. Let's put it on the bottom. Put it on the bottom. And this time of year, we catch the big trigger fish. Uh-huh. They're spawning. Um, they're, yep. And and, 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 if, and I'm not a bottom fisherman, by the way. I, I do not like to bottom fish. I, I, I have to. But if I have my choice, we're trolling all day. But uh, I was mating on the legend, Captain Jimmy Laidler, and he – he he's a good bottom fisherman, so so he knew his game. And we, anyways, yeah, we went and picked up some uh, 
you know, a nice, nice catch of uh, big trigger fish, couple of muttons, lost a couple muttons. Um, now, y'all anchoring or you're drifting? Anchoring. Okay. Yep. Yep. Deep water, 160, 170 foot. Where are you? And it was quick, bam, 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 bam. I mean, just and when you, yeah, when you find, and that's the whole thing. If you know how to learn how to read a bottom machine, you can sit there and differentiate what's yep. there. Yep. And he does. He circles whether it's a beeliner hole or if it's just that deep like that. You know, twenty feet off the bottom, there's just some like fuzzies. Those are your triggers. Yep. You know that could be off the bottom, ten, fifteen feet, something like that. Beeliner is going to show up in a V. On your bottom machine? Yep. And that's going to look like a B-liner. And um, then, of course, your big blips are going to be your jacks if you see them start rising up and down out of the water column and stuff like that. Um, just like inshore, you know, in that 90, 80, 70-foot areas, you know, whenever I go over a piece of bottom, looking for sea bass, it'll there won't be much marks at all. It'll just be a little bit of, like, green fuzz, just a little tiny bit off the bottom. But, man, you fire a bait down there all of a sudden, you watch that whole bottom come alive. But I like kind of fishing ledges and, and, and Swiss cheesy kind of bottom and stuff. I I myself personally find the better sea bass bite to the northeast out of St. Augustine. Mm. I kind of like to run up the Pontevedra grounds and, I'm and that area. I'm going to Flagler. Really? Well, no bass. doubt. It's the same thing. It's that Swiss cheese bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But it's amazing how I go over there, like you go over the west coast of Florida, and dude, there's like nothing. There's like a six inch rise in the bottom over there. But man, you start firing baits down there, and it is. There's literally holes in the floor of the ocean. Yeah. And I mean, all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's just like, wow. And it's just stacked up. So, but yeah, I mean, bottom fish right now, 140 to 170 feet. Yep. Right. I mean, is where it's at. I mean, if you want to fill a cooler, that's definitely where you need it's to go. It's quick. It was on. It was on. Uh, yeah, you uh, caught. I mean, and it seemed like everybody that fished had, did well uh, on uh, triggers and beeliners. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, folks. Kind of coming to the end of another episode of the Bo Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast. Please be careful this weekend. It's small craft advisory. Honestly, truthfully, you have no reason being out there. In 25 to 45 mile an hour winds, there's nothing worth there's nothing worth your life to go fishing right now. I'm sorry, but there isn't. I mean, stand on land or, you know, go to a pond. But if you're going to take a boat out in that kind of wind right there, it is small craft advisory. Tides are going to be huge. Please be careful going out there and doing that. Um, don't forget, folks, the outdoor show this Saturday morning from 7 to 10. Um, well, Kevin's gone. I think it's going to be Logaman. I think Logaman, Kirk, and I don't know. Maybe they're bringing somebody, but it's got to be one of them. But anyhow, don't forget to tune into the outdoor show from 7 to 10 Saturday mornings. And don't forget, we'll be back next week here on the Moe's Southwest Grill. I will not be back. You won't be because you're going to be in Missouri. Hollywood's done, got that famed up. He's going to Missouri (laughs) next weekend. So um, it's going to be probably me and probably Captain Chip Wingo or something like that. So, folks, we appreciate y'all listening to us. Here on the Moe's Southwest Grill Fishing Forecast, Captain Ricky Papour, Captain Scott Shank. See ya! See ya!